for the Canada-Russia Business Forum. I've been influenced by all the publicity and propaganda and news regarding the Cold War, so I knew that the Russians were the bad guys, at least until such time as they became trading partners. Then they were sort of good guys. I had tutored myself in HTML and website programming. This was discovered by a trade officer where I worked for the government, and she put me to work for an organization she had spearheaded called the Canada-Russia Business Forum. It has since merged with another group, but it was a fairly big deal in Toronto at that time. It had some government funding. I ran the website and put it all together, and they were all quite proud of their site in those early days of the web. Over time, I learned a lot about the Russia trade, and I got to go to board meetings because I was part of the communications. Although I had no vote, I sat on the board meetings with businessmen, both Canadian and Russian, along with a sprinkling of Canadian federal and provincial government reps. There was not a whole lot of difference between the Russian and Canadian businessmen. Business is business. A businessman is interested in business. Now, the political situation in Russia made it somewhat difficult and even dangerous to do business in Russia. Dangerous in the economic sense, actually. I'm not talking about gangsters here. A company might invest a fair amount in trying to develop, oh, Russian silver mines or something, and then find that they had been taken over by the government or some Russian interests or whatever, and they would lose their shirts. There was a great deal of talk at some point about something called transparency. I had no idea what this meant in the beginning, but basically it just means what you see is what you get, and if you don't see it, then you don't get it. That's a facile way of putting it, but it just means that you have to say who owns the company and where the lines of power run and where the money is coming from, so people, if they want to invest, can see where their money is going. And with any luck, they wouldn't lose their shirts. The main thing about the Russia trade was resources. It was gold, it was silver, it was oil. For imports, it was generally, let's say, prefabricated housing, where everything was pretty much done up in plastic and local lumber. You set it up, and you had the whole house with counters and everything. They were quite popular because you set them up, you had a house. I organized many, 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 many meetings online using email with the help of a gentleman who was acting as the secretary of the group 
We developed a protocol and trained our recipients, telling them that they had this window of opportunity to register for this forum or conference or whatever. If you signed up, you can pay at the door. This is the cost, but you have to register. We'd register them and show online who was registered, and government reps, both federal and provincial, would look at these lists because it was part of their portfolio to keep track of such information, where the information was flowing as well as the money. It was of interest to the businessmen, too, because they wanted to be seen to be attending these things. We had local speakers and speakers who were dignitaries from Russia. Some were academics, some were political figures, and some businessmen. If it was a speaker who was well-known in the Russia trade, then there would be a huge jam to get in on that meeting. So keeping track of who was registered by email became a large challenge. I will admit that I did develop a method of bypassing security on my actual job so I could collect email from a Unix shell account and keep a track of who was coming and post same to the website. I can't say I actually stole the time from work because it was all trade related and trade and commerce were part of my regular job, if not specifically the Russia trade. I used to joke and say I was working for the Russians but actually it was for the trade section of my own government. They paid me quite a reasonable amount and I bought a lot of computer equipment funded that way by the Canada-Russia Business Forum. In the fullness of time it all ended. I run a no-frills, all-access, government type of site and they needed something fancier. What I do remember fondly is having met both Russian and Canadian businessmen and they were really nice people who were trying to make a buck. I also remember a young college student who interned with us for a short while. He was a business major. We had an important meeting hosted by a Bay Street firm and at the last moment we had to borrow a Russian flag to add to the ambience. This poor young man had the joy of running down Bay Street, Toronto's main business artery, with a Russian flag on a flagpole. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at soniabrock.com, S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K.